This is Ricky Rigolato, CEO and founder of Rose Auto Services. Welcome to Cleaning and Cocktails. I've got the one and only here with me, AJ Simmons, uh, saved from Clean Biz Network, but he's also got a couple other businesses and jobs that, that he's involved with. Uh, we'll get into that further, but AJ, thank you for joining me, man. Absolutely, Ricky. You already know it's a pleasure, and I appreciate you even inviting me and having me on. All right, man. All right. Well, it, it's funny because last time it was you on the other, or me on the other side of receiving the questions. I wanted to pay it back because I, I think this is a great episode for not only you know the audience that you already have, but just yeah. audience in general, right? There's so many small business owners because again, this is geared towards the small business community. We're 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 trying to empower our cleaning industry with all the knowledge that we can give them, all the tips, all the advice, the, the pitfalls, the successes. Uh, there's a lot to talk about, right? Um, so to kick things off, for those who don't know you, what's a good you know, two, three minute intro to AJ Simmons? All right, so I'll, I'll try to be as brief as possible because it goes back, right? <laughs> but, I, but similar to you, I started off as a, uh, with a franchise. Um, for half one earlier when I was 19, what uh, one then? I was a horrible franchise owner, so uh, I basically lost most of my accounts. I sold the rest off, got out of the business, tried some other things, got back into the business when I was around about 23, I think it was. Uh, and that's when I bought it and I won Franchise Owner of the Year Honorable Mention Award. Uh, did pretty well, um, and then got out of the franchise and decided to start Clean Biz Network uh, to start helping other cleaning other cleaning professionals who want to be entrepreneurs you know, give them an option outside of cleaning franchises. So, and then also for those who did buy a clean franchise, still give them some uh, support because even with a cleaning franchise, as you may know, there's still some things that you miss. You know what I mean? So I just figured out kind of be a one-off solution to help other people, you know, other cleaning business owners. So for the most part, that's pretty much me. Um, been on YouTube for years. I think I'm on my sixth year now on YouTube. So I, I kind of built a little following for myself and um, just trying to help as many people as possible, man. Awesome, man. Awesome. Don't be, don't be so modest, man. You definitely have a, a good community, man. And you actually just reminded me right there. Everybody, this is Cleaning and Cocktails. So here's our drinks that we got going on on a, what is this, Wednesday now? At four o'clock? It's happy hour somewhere? Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Uh, awesome. Well, AJ, let's, let's get into the industry itself, right? Um, there's so much to talk about, but I, I, I like to keep it to where we ask some questions and then, you know, just give me your, your personal thoughts on them, right? So first okay. off, you got into it a little bit on how you got into the cleaning industry, but would you, would you change anything about how you got into this space? You know, like, did you anticipate getting into the space the way you did or was it by accident or just give us the outlook on how you got into it and would you have changed anything? Yeah, so obviously, you know, looking in hindsight, if I had the information that I have now, obviously I could say I would have went independent from the beginning. But the truth of the matter is, no, I wouldn't change anything because, you know, coming straight off the street the way that I was and I had no, I had nobody to look up to. You know, Instagram today, you got all these different entrepreneurs you can reach out to, ask for advice, There's YouTube videos everywhere. But back then, I didn't even know what YouTube was, you know, so... Uh, I definitely want to change it and how I got into the business. I think all of those experiences helped me to become, you know, the AJ Simmons you see today. So I want to change anything now. All right. I, I, I agree with that. I got to say 100% because the way you started is, I mean, we got the same type of story, right? Is I started with a franchise too. 
And it's like, we learned a lot from there, right? Is, is the franchise the best route? Maybe, you know, for some, yes. But for many who are, I believe, true entrepreneurs that, that want to build, build and scale, um, you might want to, to, to do it yourself, right? Go independent because it, it just gives you a little bit more flexibility. But that's, that's a whole other conversation, right? But right, right. what was that aha moment when you said, damn, this, I'm happy that I got into this space, you know? Because a lot of people come into the cleaning space and then they leave it, right? Like, what was your moment to say, no, I'm sticking through it? Okay, so it's funny because I didn't think I had an aha moment, but now that you said it, it just popped in my head, so... Uh, it was the money, obviously. So, but I'll tell you a story about it. Uh, I had my friend, my childhood best friend. We were. Uh, he asked me to borrow like twenty dollars a night, and so I said, "All right, well, I'll let you borrow it if you can find me somewhere to cash a check on a Sunday." And he was like, "Oh, you just go to the corner store. They cash a check." And so then I'm like, um, "I don't think they're gonna cash a check this time." <laughs> and I try to be modest, so I didn't know how to say it, but that was the only way I could say it. And so then he was like, "Well, how much you talking? Six hundred. 700 and I'm like, uh, uh, <laughs> like move like 7,000, you know? So it was like, and he was like, oh man, like his eyes got so big and he was like, oh, you doing something different. <laughs> you know, like, he was like, that move I knew, I was like, okay, uh, apparently I'm on something I need to keep going. So that was really the, the real big change, the big aha moment. But uh, obviously, you know, being able to hire people, hire family members. Uh, I feel like every family member, like as far as like cousin, mom, dad, brother, any relation to me family-wise has worked for me. Not every single family member, but as far as relation-wise, every single one of them had a job for me working with my cleaning company. So things like that, that let me know that I must, I must be doing the right thing. Nice. Well, that's, that's a good moment to, to know when you're doing something right, right? Like it's confirmation. I think I made the right decision, right? Absolutely. So let's talk, I mean, let's talk about, because you're, you know, we'll get into you being a mentor and a coach as well too, because I think that's great that you pay it back like that. What, what would you say to people, because like we just said, right, they come into the space uh, and then they leave or they come in and they don't realize that it's, it's, it's difficult. What, you know, it's, it's known as an industry that's low cost to get into, easy entry, no barrier, right? You hear all those definitions or, or descriptions. What do you say to those getting into the space that, you know, we know it could be difficult, but how difficult is it? Like what should a person that's, a month in, six months in, no. What's the must-haves as you enter this space? Yeah, so I mean, the first off top is the work ethic. Like, you have to have a no-lose mentality. Like, man, when I tell you we used to work, and I say we, I'm always talking about my wife. When we used to work, I mean, seven days a week, 10 hours a day, you know, all times of the night, going out there in the middle of the dark, you know, nobody else out on the street. So it's like, I'm working. And, and, you know, my back would be so sore from bending over to dump so many different trash cans or wearing that heavy backpack. Because the backpack get heavy after you wear it so long, you know. And especially if you don't dump it, I had to learn that yeah. hard. You don't dump that backpack, it'll get even heavier. So uh, be ready to work, man. Like, so a lot of people think you're just going to jump in this and make easy money and it's going to be quick. And it's like, yes, you can make some money and yes, you can build this business. You can build it as big as you want to build it. But you're going to have to work and there's no getting around the work. So... And really, that to me, that, that's any industry is what I know because I started dabbling and switching and trying to find the next shiny thing because I was thinking, you know what, maybe it's just this industry. But everything I went into, it required work. So to anybody think about joining in or, or, or jumping in and start a cleaning company, I want you to understand 100% that 
you got to work, okay? There's no getting around to work. And that's why, too, like on my channel, uh, the AJ Simmons channel on YouTube, I always try to make sure I give some uh, personal development type videos, too, not just cleaning specific videos because without that personal development, without all the motivation and stuff, I'm telling you, it's, it's going to be very hard, if if possible, to make it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, yeah, man, I mean, I, I don't know if we ever touched on this before, but it's there's a lot of statistics out there that show – I mean, 90% of the industry, right, or even more, they, they can't surpass a million in revenue. Not to say that, you know, 500,000 in revenue is not good enough, right? But I got to believe that a lot of that has to do with uh, grit and determination to surpass a certain level, right? And opportunity, right? Getting lucky, opportunity knocking at the door. But I think we, uh, we could do right, right now, too, is build some relevance, relevancy with people, right? Like you just said it, backpack gets heavy. You should be dumping it. Uh, the way you fill the mop bucket, the way you enter an account. Uh, I feel like wearing hats, right? Should, I always tell everybody is own your business, um, but own every aspect of it. Because how, I mean, you got to say is, if you were in accounts payables and receivables, you learn how to pay bills and you learn how to receive money, right? If you didn't know how to do that, then how would you know how to hire the right person for that, right? Like, what do you think about, what are the elements of, so we know work ethic. You got to do the work. Yeah. What what other aspects of business itself do you think are crucial for a cleaning business to go from, you know, them do you know cleaning or doing all the work himself to that first office hire, the second office hire, a director? Like what 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 aspects of business now do we have to get into? Yeah, I mean it's pretty much everything. <laughs> so it's like anything you can think of, you need to have some general knowledge of it because I mean taxes first of all like understand that just the basis of it obviously you don't have to be a cpa but know the basis of it okay understand uh laws you know why are you choosing to be an llc don't just pick to be an llc just because somebody told you to get an llc actually know why what comes with it um you know organizing your books like for example i did my books for so many years ahead of time before hiring a bookkeeper so now that i have a bookkeeper when i look at my my books it's just you know, I can look dead at it and I can spot a mistake instantly because I've already done it before, you know, so those types of things. Also, uh, management, being a good leader. I lead, I, lead, I always listen to uh, Leadership Goal by uh, John Maxwell because I had to figure out how to lead these people, you know, and, and be a good boss because obviously I couldn't pay, you know, I couldn't outpay a lot of companies out there. So I had to be able to incentivize people to want to stay with my company long-term in other ways. So but by being a good leader and knowing how to treat people and, you know, creating other incentives for people wanting to stay, that would help me keep people along. Being a good leader is definitely a, another hat that you got to wear. Um, what else, man? I mean, so many things you got to stay yeah. in the deal. Technology, you know, you got to know, at least have a general knowledge of the equipment, uh, at least the chemicals. Like I always tell me, I don't know every chemical in the market, but the chemical that we use, I know about that. So it's yeah. like, know your stuff, man. Because if you don't know it, how can, how can you sell it also? You know, yeah. so, I mean, anything you could think of about your company, websites. I didn't have the money to pay somebody to build a website. I built it myself. You know, so just, especially when you're on a shoestring budget, you better know as much as you possibly can and be prepared to wear every single head as possible. Yeah. I mean, you got to think, man, like, you know, owning, so it's it's not a glamorous business, cleaning, but it allows you to learn so many things you would never have learned, right? Like, I, I went to school for, for marketing. Um, that's marketing five, you know, what, 10 years ago, that's not the same marketing as it is now. But 
you know, I learned, like I said, accounts receivables, payables, taxes, like you said, I had to learn how to market the business, but you nailed it on the part where I want to emphasize on, we, you know, the industry we're in, we, we're not in an industry that you can pay a manager six figures, you know, in the beginning, right? Uh, you're growing and you're, you're hiring an office manager. They're probably not going to get what they're supposed to get on the market. You hire an operations manager, a training manager, like, these are people that aren't, you're not going to be able to pay top dollar. Right. So what else is there is environment, culture, workplace, right? Like empower them to, to own the company with you. I feel like that's one of the things that people got to do because we are just not in the position to be able to afford top dollar talent. We can afford top dollar, you know, people, right? Like finding, like you said, your wife, I think family is huge. You know, people, what's your take on Family, you know, working with family, having family involved with business, because you have a lot of family involved, right? Yep, absolutely. And I love it personally. I know you made it work too, but I love it. Is and and obviously, it can but it can backfire sometimes, and things might not go the way that you want it to go. But for the most part, I love it. My my number one rule when it comes to hiring family, I always tell people is, don't hire anybody that you're going to be afraid to fire. So. That's true. I'm not afraid to fire anybody. You know what I mean? It's like, do I want to? No. Am I excited about it? No. Do I still get butterflies sometimes depending on who it is? I might, you know? Yeah. But I'm going to do what's the best for the business. I, I, I'll tell you this story. I haven't told it in years, and I hate to tell it because it sounds so horrible. And if the right person hears it, I'll have to. <laughs> okay. But so I had uh, my mom in law work for me one time, and I had to let her go. You know, and so, and that's just, because that's my, like, her and then my childhood best friend, I had fired him also. It's like, between those two, those are my hardest fire. So, it was just like, I use them as an example to let people know, listen, if I got the heart to fire my mom-in-law, trust me, you can get fired too, yeah. okay? But I want you here. You know, I always offer the, the opportunity to my to my family and my close friends first all the time. And sometimes they may not be necessarily qualified, but as long as we have the same mutual uh, interest, you know what I mean? We want the same goal. That's really all that matters. As long as you want the best for the company, like I want the best for the company, that's all that matters. We can make this thing work. So I love hiring family. I love having that family environment. And I think it, it, it just makes it that much easier if it works. Yeah. I mean, and it's because you you know that they, they'll go the extra mile, right? Like they'll, they'll, they'll take ownership of things that, not that the normal everyday employee that you hire won't, but it's hard. It's, it's hard and, to find that person who's going to work past nine to five. It's funny you say that too, because like um, me and my wife, we kind of didn't see eye to eye when uh, I moved to Florida and I left my, my business here in Virginia to, uh, you know, run. And so I had put my brother in charge when we left and I had another employee who was there from the beginning. You know, he was a great worker, showed up every day. And I did initially, I did actually tell him, look, when I leave, you're going to be the one to take in charge. But after thinking about it and thinking about it, I realized, you know what, my brother's going to have to do with something because I knew that there was going to be some things that the money was not going to keep the other guy there. And yeah. I know he liked me and he was loyal, but it was just certain things like my brother, he didn't make a ton of money, you know, managing it, but he worked his way up. And as we grew, he made more, you know, but there were certain things that he would have had to deal with that I just know that only only a family member probably would have put up with that. So yeah. that's an excellent point, you know, that, that family would definitely go above and beyond typically too. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I think you know I was going to talk about this later, but I think it's a good time to talk about it. Um, the PPP part of what's going on right now with the loans and everything, you know, payroll protection plan. I don't know 
you know, I, I don't know how you got, how you're dealing with it with, within your business, but are you seeing that that's a question that you're being asked to, because this is going to lead into you as a coach and you as a mentor, but I think that's a, you know, other than COVID-19, which we'll touch on, right. uh, what's your insight or what have you heard or what's your recommendation for the PPP loan situation? Okay, so I'll, I'll say this first. I always, I told everybody to apply for the, uh, I think it's called the EIDL. Yeah, yeah. both of them, everything, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, because the EIDL is, is, is a grant, first of all. And the PPP, as long as you follow the guideline, it's supposed to be a uh, forgivable loan, too. So, uh, but I did do the EIDL, and they did give me my 10 grand before they ran out of money, so I'm thankful for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the PPP, absolutely, man. Like you said, like you just said, apply for everything. You know, even... I've heard a CPA said uh, a guy named Mark Coyle on, on YouTube. Uh, I heard him say, even file for unemployment if you're S corp and you have to file yourself, or even a lot of these guys are solopreneurs. Well, if you took a, if, if you clean three buildings and one of them closed down, you can still uh, apply. You know, for unemployment is what I'm hearing. Okay, okay. so try everything because the worst thing that can happen to you is they tell you no. It's not like you're gonna get sued or anything. It's gonna tell you no. So. Try everything, man. Try to do the best you can. And then if you do apply for the PPP, because I got to be responsible here. If you do apply for the PPP, make sure you do your best, not do your best, make sure you follow the guidelines so that yeah. way you're not repaying that loan. Because to my understanding, uh, you will have to pay it back in like a year, I think, if they mm-hmm. find out that you have to pay it back. And these are loans through the banks and, and other lenders. It's not directly through the SBO, the government. So, uh, it, I think that the implications, it'll be more organized. I think typically, in my opinion, when things go through the government, some things can fall through the cracks. Yeah. So if you get money directly from the bank, you might want to be on top of that. So that's just my advice. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, that leads to uh, advice, right? I mean, what, so it's, first of all, it's hard to just start a business itself. And it's, you know, I personally know too, it's hard to run two businesses. It's hard to run three. For you, you know, I, I respect and admire the fact that you give back a lot to the community because you learn so much, right? A lot of people tend to just, you know, put the blinders on, focus on their business, focus on them, and not really care too much for the community where in your situation, you're, you have Clean Business Network, like you, you have on your shirt, you have YouTube, you have a great following. What, what motivated you to take that step where you could have just continued with just the janitorial company? Right. Honestly, okay, so it's two motivating factors as far as YouTube. Number one, I want to say the obvious one first because I don't want to, I got to keep it 100, right? So obviously, I wanted some money from YouTube. I saw that people were making money from YouTube. It looked like an easy thing to do, so I wanted to make money, and it wasn't an easy thing to do. It would take forever to finally be able to yeah. monetize on YouTube, right? And a lot of work and a lot of upload. It took me a year to finally get $100 a month upload and everything. But anyway, yeah. uh, <laughs> money, number one. But most importantly, I did, I always wanted to teach. And I always like to talk business. I always wanted to teach business. And I just simply wanted to help people. You know, like where I'm from, you know what I mean? We don't really know anything as far as business, as far as how to make money, how to keep money. A lot of people don't even still to this day. I'm in my 30s now. People don't even have a bank account. You yeah. know, so it's like I always like adopted, even though I don't believe in Robin Hood now. But I, I always looked at myself back then as the Robin Hood theory. Like I'm going to go steal but i wanted to steal the information not the money i wanted to steal the information from the rich and then bring it back to the poor that was kind of my philosophy coming into it and uh robert kiyosaki told me that now nah, that's probably not a good thought process to somebody else to take it but at, but coming up you know that we were taught to think that that was morally right so that was always my mindset i just wanted to get the information and bring it back to the people so those are my two reasons that wanted to 
go into that. Okay, awesome, man. Well, that I, and it's there's so much to teach people, right? And 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 again, it's it's an industry, so it's not it's not that it's a difficult industry, right? And you don't have to be a cleaning professional to 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 make it in this space. Uh, you you said it, right? Work ethic, but you got to couple that with business sense. You got to couple that with you know, you, you, if you don't learn your craft, this is a craft. Be, owning a business is, is a craft. So you, you've got to take the extra steps. You know, you've named a couple books here. You've named a couple YouTube, um, you know, videos that you follow and people. It's, it sounds stupid, but you've got to take the time to go out there and do that research, right? Like, do you have, I mean, what are some other recommendations for you? As, so us in the cleaning space, other books, other people to follow, you know, obviously yourself as well, but like other, what's, what are some other tips of advice for people to go to, to find good resources? Absolutely. That's an excellent question. First, I want to point out one of the biggest difference makers for me was I always, I'm talking about almost 90% of the day, maybe not 90%, but at least 85, 80% of the day, I'm playing some type of motivational thing in the background while I work. And that was whether I was in the field cleaning or whether I'm in an office today working. I still do it to this day. Whether And it could be anybody. It could be Grant Cardone. It could be uh, Tal Lopez even back in the day. It could have been uh, Eric Thomas. Uh, and then most importantly, what I like to do now, and, and I got to say Evan Carmichael, because I always forget to say Evan Carmichael. And he makes like smash videos of all type of entrepreneurs and just okay. you know, putting them together. So that's an excellent channel that people should check out. But uh, I listen to audio books. Um, and then uh, what was the point I was about to say? Um, dang, I forgot my point. It was a good point, too. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, man, um, I just I always try to listen to the stuff nonstop to feed my brain. Oh, that's what I was going to say. CEOs of bigger companies. So a lot of times we get so caught up into these people who are popular on social media, but then we overlook the guys that, you know, run Shopify or, or run, um, you know, Coke or the CEO of Nike, or, you know, pull up, pull up those type of guys, too, because they're the ones that's really doing it. You know, most of us on the internet, other internet guys, you know, take, it's like me and you, for example, like, I got way more followers than you have, but your business is way bigger than mine, you know, so, yeah. like, sometimes you need, you have to go seek these people out, because they may not have the most followers, and followers don't always equate to the dollars. I just try to seek out people who, uh, who've done it, who are walking the walk and just try to listen and feed my brain all the time. And typically I'll listen. I don't think it make a difference whether you read the book or listen to the big that's just me. Yeah. Uh, but I try to listen to every single thing as much as possible to educate myself more. Okay. AJ, another topic that I myself am guilty of, not, I, I don't know, I have answers to it, but I always, I'm curious to hear other people, is time management as an entrepreneur. Like, how, you know, it's easy to say, oh, you know, you got to have work-life balance. Oh, you, you know, you've got to turn it off. But I feel like the ones who, who make it or are on their way to make it don't turn it off all the time. But, I mean, what, what, is, what does a day-to-day A.J. Simmons do? Uh, because he's got the cleaning business, he's got the Clean Business Network, he's working on technology, you know, we're always on, you know, helping the Facebook audience. Like, what does your time management look like? Yeah, so I just, the, the key thing, I just schedule everything. You know, I schedule everything, even like family time, I put that in there. So typically, you know, I'm up around about, I guess about seven if I wake up by myself. Sometimes I set an alarm and get up at six. Um, and then I try to, it takes me about two whole hours to finally get ready and get to the office. So that's why I try to get up early anyway. But that whole, doing that for two hours, I'm listening to some type of motivation to get me going. 
you know, I might put a little quick workout in. I'll actually sit in the bath, <laughs> you know, so I can have the time to listen to this stuff. Um, and then, like, that's me. So then I get to the office. I have my to-do list set from the day before, every single day on my little uh, notepad here, sitting right yeah. at the desk for me every day. And, and this is what, even before I moved here, because I've only been in this particular office but uh, about three months. So uh, but, but even before that, it was the exact same thing. I already had my to-do list ready from the day before. And then if I have any appointments scheduled, uh, it'll already be saved in my phone because I let people schedule their appointments for me through uh, Calendly. Calendly, I can't say it, but it's yeah. Calendly.com and they can schedule an appointment with me. So if I got any walkthroughs, it's already scheduled. My assistant handles that. So for the most part, I try to schedule the day out for the following day, that day before. Okay. Uh, I schedule family time. Like I think it's usually between about five to seven or seven to nine, somewhere around in there. Maybe you might watch a family movie just chill. You know, I might play the game with my son. So, but for the most part, I just schedule every single thing. And it might not be the same as that schedule every single day, but it's, it's definitely going to be planned at least the day before. I got to say, man, I, for a while there, I wouldn't, I wasn't making fun of people with calendars, but I was always, I was always a person like, man, you know, it's up here. I know what I got to do tomorrow. Why do I got to use a calendar? literally live by the calendar now and now i get yelled at by my wife because then she'll start posting some stuff in there like rick it was in there i posted it you know it uh, but it, my my team i got like eight different calendars for all the different things that i got going on but it's man it is important if you put it down somewhere it'll you get reminded and you can't forget because it's something that i'm learning too is it's not that you insult people if you're late or you disrespect you don't mean it sometimes but it's just a sense of, of respect to, to know, you know, you're on other people's time too, not just yours. Um, and I think that's just a good, a good business skill, you know, that I'm always working on. I, I'm not, the, you know, I may have, I think I actually jumped on early here for our meeting. So did you, but it's, you know, it's, it's, it's the little things too that count, right? So, uh, not, so, uh, you know, the, another topic that's happening all day, every day, every minute of this day right now is is this black swan event that we call COVID-19 now, right? Um, right. Couldn't have predicted it. Uh, it's it's still surreal right now. It's pretty unprecedented. I mean, the, when I go into the, to the stores or I'm out at the gas station, it, it feels weary, you know, like not being close to people and people just masked up and gloved up. I I know this is very good for the cleaning industry, but at the same time, if you don't know how to adapt, you may shudder as a business owner. So what do you, when you saw this coming as a business owner and then as a coach, like what did you start to think and prepare for when, you, when this started to occur? Um, and yeah, I mean, like, what did you do to prepare? Yeah, so first of all, what I immediately started to think was, damn, I should have ordered that damn, uh, <laughs> that ULV spray I was looking at months ago. Because I've been looking at, I've been new about you know those. It's not new. Yeah, you know, and it's like now you wait till the time of the event, and I'm scrambling trying to find PPE. So one of the things um, I can tell you what happened to me was like like you know having the starter kits, and that's one of the things like we couldn't even get disinfectant. So I had to keep shopping around, shopping around, shopping trying to find disinfectant. Uh, but for the most part, one thing I did do after because I did kind of shut down too a little bit, and like I had to step back and say, wait a minute. Let me get myself together. And the one thing I made sure you turn, I turned the news off. Okay, so if it didn't say Virginia.gov, because that's where I'm located, 
then I don't want to hear any other extra news. I need to know <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. A lot of extra things that are completely throw you off your focus. So that was number one. Number two, I decided, okay, now, now that I'm focused, let me go hop on YouTube and, and send my message to, you know, the people who follow my channel because, you know, I obviously know that I can have an effect. And the same way that I fell off track when the thing first hit, I'm sure there's a lot of other people out there that fell off track. So let me, you know, talk to my people and try to help out there. Uh, then, I think, too, because a guy that I'm following, and everybody knows because I mentioned him so much. I already mentioned him once in this video. I got to mention him again. Uh, but Grant Cardone, I follow him a lot. And I saw that he kind of made a knee-jerk reaction. He laid off like 42 people. Uh, his content on his channel changed immediately. And so it was like with me looking up to this guy, it definitely affected me and made me kind of pivot. And so I made a, a wrong decision, which was I stopped my lead generation service because I said, well, businesses are closed anyway. There's no need for us to call and the truth of the matter was there were a lot of businesses still open. And when I looked at my numbers, because we tracked, you know, how many appointments we're getting, and the numbers really didn't tape off too bad. Like we, you know, maybe like down five or 10 appointments per week. For the most part, though, we were still getting appointments. So what I should have did was kept going. And once I realized that, opening back up, I made some adjustments. I did take this time to make adjustments and look at my numbers more thoroughly. So now I'm profiting with the uh, lead generation service, which I wasn't before, honestly. I was using my other services to keep that service going just because it helps so many people. And yeah. I, they hear me say that a lot because it's just the truth, but I fixed it. So now it can be a profitable service. And, and I actually take advantage of the situation to really kind of what they say, quarantine, you know, and then uh, get myself back on track, get myself focused. And so I think I'm gonna come out, out of this thing stronger than I was before. I, honestly. Okay. And that's, that's the type of uh, feedback I want to hear, right? Is, we are going to come out of this. Uh, there is certain ways to adapt. You know, you're going to lose business because those people are losing business. People are shutting down, you know? So I think what this does though, AJ, it shows people don't have all your eggs in one basket, have, have diversification, not only with services that you offer, but your clientele. You know, this is a good time that we've been spending time on, you know, talking shop on what clients do we have in this bucket? What clients do we have in that bucket? Damn, that bucket's low. Let's fill it back up, you know, level the playing field on our accounts because, you know, sales is king. Sales is, is everything. You know, you've got ops and sales. And I'd like to touch on, you know, you don't have to tell everything about the lead generation, but I think that is something that a lot of small business owners in the cleaning industry, they lack sales, right? Not that they're not hungry. It's just, you don't know how to go about it, right? What, what does everybody always assume is a cold call? You know, walking up to a door, knocking on the door, you know, calling somebody who doesn't want to listen to you. What's what's your take on how has that worked for you? What have you learned? Obviously, you knew how to do something that got you into wanting to offer a lead gen or even for yourself and your business. What is it about lead generation the way you do it that is helpful for other business owners that just can't do it themselves? Okay, so the first thing I'll say this is I, another Robert Kiyosaki advice, which was a hire people that were smarter than me. Okay. And it's like, they may not be, you know, smarter than me in all aspects, but in cold calling in particular, they quite, they're just better. Okay. So these are people who had more experience than I did and they were just better at me. At. And that's number one. Number two uh, is a simple advice, which was stop wasting your time talking to the person that's not in charge. Okay. So when I used to go door to door, I'm going to the lady at the front desk and Hey, would you guys like cleaning service? Oh, no, we have somebody we've been in one of 20 years. Okay, thank you. And walk out. That's not the right thing. 
this lady, excuse me, do you know who's in charge of how the cleaning company, you know, and then you start to talk. And nine times out of 10, you won't get the person right then, but at least you got their business card. They'll hang that person's business card and then you go follow up some email marketing, another call, you know, any other, other ways, okay? And then the same thing with cold call. Ask to speak to the person in charge. So really that's just a small tip, but that's one that was a difference maker for me. I was simply wasting time talking to the wrong person. So I would just say that, make sure you're talking to the right person. Yeah, because I mean, it's, it's, it's scary, right? It's scary to, to go in because you're, you're going to get a lot of no's, right? And I yeah. think that's what makes people resilient though, is, is you've got to hear no first to figure out, well, why did they say no? Oh, got it. You know, I was talking to the wrong person. Okay, well, why did the, the decision maker say no? Oh, budget. Okay, I got to fix my tweak in my pricing. Well, why did that person say no? Oh, they hired a multi-service provider that could do multiple things. Okay, I got to offer more. So, like, it helps you, like, you've got to go through the no's to Absolutely. figure out why they said yes, right? That's probably the coolest point and the most important point. I can't believe I left that out. But we probably make about at least 250 calls just to get one appointment. <laughs> okay, wow. and then even... With that one appointment, that might be a bogus one because when the first salesperson calls to get the appointment, I have another person to confirm and call to make sure it's actually not a bogus one. So sometimes that you know that 250, that one we get from that might even be good, and then we got to do some more calls. So what on average takes us about 250 calls just to get one appointment. So that's the difference too. Is a lot of people ain't they, you're not getting enough notes. You need to hear mm -hmm. notes. We'll knock on some more doors. Ask more people. Okay, and then also follow up. You know people who. There's so much power in a, a follow-up. Just because they didn't tell you no or reply right then does not mean that they're not inter interested. It probably mean they just did and you need mm -hmm. to send them a reminder. So, yeah, that's a, definitely a good point. Yeah. So some more stuff to talk about too, AJ, on the sales side, because I, I, I think we're getting good some good content on just business, right? Like how, how, how to start the business yourself, grow the business, add the sales process, add some operations process, right? Um, as far as you said, chemicals and equipment, what do you, you like you said, you get well-versed to a certain point, but it's almost like it's its own department, right? So like how, how do you put together a professional, you know, presentation or deck as far as you know, everybody wants to look the part, right? but, but I mean, what are your, what's some, what's some advice for you other than, you know, we know PowerPoint presentations and things, but what do you think the element of a solid presentation is? for you to win business in the profession? Really, just first thing is listen to what the customer, a lot of times you just listen to what they're saying, because nine times out of 10, they already have a cleaning customer, a company anyway that they have. So if you listen to why are you even, you know, giving us a chance to present to you, you know, they can tell you all the answers, they give you the answer to the test, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So it could be what well, they're not hitting the restroom the way we think, or we don't think they're using disinfectant, or they're missing this. So that's the first thing is I would try to just appease to whatever their needs already are. That's number one. Number two, know your stuff, okay? I'm not a good salesperson at all, but what makes me maybe get sales is simply, I know my stuff. Like I know, like if I'm gonna sell you this disinfectant, then I'm gonna know about the dwell time of it. I'm gonna know, uh, you know, I'm gonna have the, the uh, SDS sheet for it. I'm gonna sell you why we chose that particular product. You know, so know your stuff. That's another key thing and why you do it that way. Um, then when you, if you have systems in place, share those systems. But if they're different from what the norm is, like for example, say, uh, I'll give you, I'll give you an industry tip. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> when I do, you probably don't need it. But so one thing I learned from Jam Pro and I use it today with Clean Business Network was 
uh, when we used to go to walkthroughs, one of the, the sales guys, because I wasn't a sales guy, I was operations, but he would let me tag along with him to learn sales. Mm -hmm. And what he used to tell him was, well, our, our system is unique because we have franchise owners. And we feel that franchise owners are more vested than an employee simply because mm -hmm. they have a sense of ownership. So that's why we feel that we can deliver better than any other customer. I'm like, you know, that's an excellent point because to me, I'm thinking it, it was a disadvantage to have a franchise versus employees because it's like, you can't even tell them what to do. They're not your employees. But when he sold it like that, it's like, that's an excellent point. So figure out what's that's unique about point. your company, you know, and how you can sell that or spin that into an asset um, for your company to offer to you. Okay, man, that's, that's a great point. I like that. I'm actually, I'm going to write that one down too. Uh, so, so let's talk about, cause I, you know, you always hear about, you know, the, the industry's underbids, you know, there's always low price, but I think what, what everybody fails to realize too is not everybody, but there's certain, um, what do you say? Like markets within our market, right? So you've got the small mom and pop shop. Right? That is maybe, let's call it four or five employees, family who really gets out there and does the work. They may be a sole proprietor, they may have an LLC, or they may not, they may just be 1099. Um, then you've got an, a small business, you know, let's call them the 10 to 25 employees. You know, and, and as you grow, um, and you see the, the contracts that are one at 18 an hour, you know, 15 an hour, 20 an hour, cash. Like, we can't dictate what the client is going to pay but I think what we can do is continue to, to empower this industry to know your worth, know the value of what we do, right? So like talk about when you, when you are mentoring people or you answering a question on the Clean Biz Network or somebody posts something, like I don't like, I don't like to get so deep into it because if you do, you could lose people too. Like say, you know, Workman's Job, Janitorial Buy Insurance, GLL, Umbrella. They're like, an umbrella for what? What do I need? So but like there's, they've got to know that, but what are the things that you relate to the, to your people to know you've got to account for X, Y, Z. If you don't, you're going, you're going to fail and you're not going to profit and you're going to hurt our industry. Yeah. And, and really, so luckily, cause I, I guess I, I don't know, I don't know if I can take the credit or not, but typically the people in my, in my group, they don't, have a problem with undercharging. You know, typically the people in my group have a problem with overcharging. <laughs> <laughs> bring them down but uh but uh but but typically like i always tell people like if first of all make sure that you're not charging what you want to make like if you go charge 15 dollars an hour okay maybe you 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 don't have a college degree or maybe you don't uh, have some professional background where you were making 15 dollars an hour before so it's like that's cool for you but it's like okay but what about if you want to hire somebody else how are y'all both going to eat out of that so that's the very first thing i always point out is Okay, make sure you're charging up where you can make some money and you can pay somebody else to do it for you. Okay, that's number one. Then number two, obviously, everybody knows you got to pay taxes, right? So put some more in there for that, right? Then you got to have your supplies and everything. So just put some more in there for that. So I always just tell people, first of all, before you can even consider how much you're going to charge, figure out how much it's going to cost you. I actually Good have point. like a... Good point. The bidding calculator, I have calculated clean. Before we had calculated clean, the app and the website and all of that, it was just an Excel file. And I had the like uh, calculations pre, um, you know, pre-calculated all in a cell. You just plug it in and had like your food attacks, your fuel attacks, and all these different things, your insurance and all of that. And you just plug it in and it will build up 
how much you should charge per hour. So instead of you taking just guessing and well, what is the industry average? No, it'll tell you right there what add your cost up, and that's how much you need to charge per hour if you want to make this particular uh, profit margin. Yeah, I like I like how you put it too. Is don't worry about what you want to charge. Worry about first what it's going to cost you, right? Because then it's easier to go up that way. That's a good one. I like that. Um, now let's talk about you know. So like your Facebook group, AJ, right? And we, there's so many Facebook groups that are out there. And, I, and I, what I'm enjoying is I'm enjoying that so many people are sharing tips and successes and you know, losses and everything like that. I, do you see this? Like, so I see the future. I want to see how you see it is. Do you see how others will continue to work with each other, empower each other to then grow their businesses? Not with each other. It's not that you have to partner with each other, right? But you know I'm being an affiliate partnership where you can lend a hand in other people's successes by sharing opportunities. Like, do you think, do you, do you like that, that, that that's where we're going right now or that's the possibility? Because then it brings a lot of the small mom and pops to a small business. Then it brings a small business and grows, right? I mean, what do you, what do you think about that too? Yeah, because I think at the end of the day, you know, the ones that don't really want it, they're going to weed themselves out anyway. So it really doesn't matter what you tell them or how you help them because, you know, like I always, I always say, what's for me is for me, you know? And so what's for everybody is for everybody. Like if you really meant for this, when I give you this information, you're going to take it and you're going to go win. So it doesn't really, cause sometimes, and I will admit sometimes I did and still do probably here and there get what I call the poverty mindset. I can't say what I call, like I, I point the phrase, I got it from somebody, right? But you have a poverty mindset where you're afraid to share information uh, because you think it's going to take away from what you have, but it's like, it's not going to take away from me. So yeah, what you want to know? I can't wait to tell you, you know, and, and like me personally, like I said in the beginning, I came into business just wanting to share it with people anyway, because I wanted to help. And I didn't understand why we were struggling so bad, but you got multi-millions. <laughs> but I don't think it's going to hurt the industry at all. I think it's going to help. And I think for those who want to go big, they're going to go big. The ones that want to stay small, going to stay small. And it's just going to be what it's going to be regardless. So I'm just here to help for anybody that wants the information. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's that's so spot on as far as, yeah, it's, it's how much you want from it, right? Some people will be content, some will want a lot more, some are big idea visionaries that want to get so big. Uh, but th there's enough business in this in this country alone that, man, it's, I just, as you can see, I'm always excited to talk about this unglamorous cleaning industry, right? But it's, I, I consider it a badass industry, man. I mean, there is just, there's so much upswing that we have going on right now yeah. and it's just, it's exciting. You know, and I, I appreciate you, what you do with, with the space and the people that you, that you influence, right? Cause it's all positive. Everything, everything is positive. I, I, I'm big on where, you know, like, you know, just a little tidbit on us is on the Rosalado side, we, we struggled a little bit last year because we grew too fast and we grew too much, you know? So, and I'm never afraid to speak on that. You know, I'll be the first one to tell you, you know, approach things very, approach things in a, in a mindset of what's the pros and the cons. Don't always think pros. And I was always big, I'm all about pros. But you got to think of what's going to come at that cost, you know. And, and it is what it is. This is the space of you could lose a contract. You know, like people think, oh, I got a one-year contract. They can cancel in 30 days. You know, te technically, they could. So, and, and you've got to be, you know, understanding of that, of the client. I mean, who wants to deal with a client that already is upset with you? 
doesn't like the business that you're or the service that you're offering, you don't want to keep that client anyways, right? right. I mean, it's 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 not up and downs. Yeah. Uh, I'd say let's let's take a step back and and say you've been giving a lot of tips, you've been giving a lot of advice. Right? I think there's a lot of wealth of knowledge so far that we've talked about. What is what is something that you could say you haven't shared much to many people, but you think would help them take their business to the next level? Um, whether it's business, whether it's new service offering, whether it's you know technology, anything you think that you are learning about more right now that you'd like to share with people? Yeah, that's a good question. And I kind of been hammering home like the last two days maybe. And I'm just gonna start speaking on a lot more going forward, which is cash is king. And I think COVID reminded us, us of that. Um, you know, cause like I had, I had, a, I had an issue a little bit too, uh, you know, last year and leading a little bit into 2020 where I grew too fast. I went from like six, five or six workers to like 17. So, and then I started getting so many sales and it was like, all right, wait a minute. And I kind of got big headed too, I think, where I was spending more than I should have been spending. And it was like, I never saw the amount of money in the bank that I was seeing. So it was like, I didn't know what to do. You know, I thought I had it apparently, but it's like, I was struggling separating the business from me. Number one, it wasn't my money. The business is money. I have a six dollars. You know what I mean? So it's like, stick to what I actually make from the business and don't get big headed with the business making it. Most importantly, Stack that cash up, okay? I think it was Steve Jobs that I heard say, try to keep a year's worth of salary in the bank. And that's a lot of money, I know. It's like, <laughs> if you got, you know, 20 employees, 70 employees, that's a lot of money to just have just sitting there. But it's like, at least you're more safe than sorry. And and you look at like a company like Apple, they're one of the, uh, you know, one of the companies that's most, I guess, uh, looked up to because they have so much liquid cash available. So uh, don't be afraid to keep some cash. Stack as much cash as you can possibly stack for your business and keep it there just in case because you never know what's going to happen and you want to be able to take care of your employees. So. Yeah. No, man, that, that's a great way to end the conversation too because it's, I mean, we'll have one more question. It's a funny question, but uh, that that is so true. Dude. Like last, don't spend money you don't have to spend. Uh, don't, it's not your money, right? Like it's, you know, it, it can be, it will be. You'll get, you'll get the return or the dividends at some point, right? But the more you tap into it, the more you use it when you really need it is when you're going to get affected, you know? So that's, I respect that because it's, it's very easy to win three or four accounts that are like 20, 30,000. And you're like, Holy cow, this is, you know, my, this is mine. When, if your business is first, it's your business first, you know, hire another employee to help you. Don't take that. You, I, I gave myself, I think I've given myself two raises in the last six years just because I care more about, affecting the rest of the team versus if you get fat you know you're going to stay fat yourself who are you going to share that with you know so it's but all right man so we have we could keep going on and on i think we could do like five or six episodes on so many different things i always like to end with give me a funny story whether it's last week whether it was the first week in the cleaning business what's what's something that not too many people know about aj that you ran into uh either starting the business or as of recently in the cleaning space. All right, yeah, so uh, I always struggle to think of these stories, many of them as I have, but one story always pops in my mind was, uh, I told you we were always out in the middle of the night, all times of night cleaning buildings. And uh, one of the buildings that I have is in this industrial complex uh, and it was like in the woods. And it's like, so I'm going in there in the middle of the night, my wife stayed home that night, I'm by myself. 
and I'm walking into the building and I, I hear something in the bushes. I'm thinking it's probably some birds or something. I ain't thinking about it. So I go to open the door and try to unlock it. As soon as I put the key towards the door, a big deer jumps right out the oh bushes. <laughs> and so I jumped and was like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, so I'm, I ran back to the car and I'm like, all right, I'm sitting in the car, like contemplating what's like, deer just standing there at that point. So I turned my high beams on, maybe I scared away, but he just gave me the deer in the head, like the deer in the headlights. <laughs> so I'm just sitting there debating with myself, like, agent, we don't miss cleans. You know, you, 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 what's your excuse? It was a deer and I didn't do it, you know? So it's just like, I, so I said, you know what? So I sat there for probably about 15 minutes until he finally backed away enough. And I said, all right, get out here, go be a man and get in there. So I went over here and knocked the building out. By the time I came out, I was itching, you know, just around the corner trying to see if he was gone, but I guess he left, so when I got in the car and got it done, but it was crazy that I had to call my wife and tell her about it. Oh my God, that's it. A lot of stuff happens in the field, man. People don't know. People don't know. We could do a whole episode just on that. But, so, to end the show, though, give give people, you know, how, how, how does somebody find you if they don't know who AJ Simmons is? Absolutely. So I say that the best place to look me up is AJ Simmons on YouTube. That's like my home. That's where I go to. Uh, then also at AJ Simmons online on Instagram. Uh, if you want to, you can even add me on Facebook. I really don't pay attention to Facebook that much, but if you really want to reach out to me, Instagram is probably the best way. Uh, and then www.cleanbusinessnetwork.com and check out, check out what we got going on over there. Awesome. Well, AJ, I appreciate it, my man. Thank you very much. I know that we've got a lot more uh, stories to write ourselves together. So uh, thank you again and uh, appreciate it, man. Be safe out there. Thanks, Ricky. I appreciate it. All right, my man. All right. Finish my beer now. Ah. <laughs>